Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Friday, April 1st, and this is People Every Day. Hello from sunny Las Vegas, everyone. It's me, your host, Janine Rubenstein. No, that's not an April Fool's joke. I am coming to you from the Vegas Strip in town for the Grammys this weekend. I'll be working the red carpet and I cannot wait. We've got plenty of music news to get you up to date on for Sunday. But first, let's get into some stories heating up your newsfeed. After over 40 years and nearly 70 TV and film credits, Jim Carrey says he's likely going to retire from acting, something he's, quote, fairly serious about. He revealed his plans to access Hollywood during an interview for his latest movie, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It depends. It depends if, you know, if if uh, the angels bring some sort of, you know, script that's, you know, written in gold ink that says to me that it's going to be really important for people to see. I might I might continue down the road, but I'm taking a break. The actor and comedian who's taken to painting in the past few years and this week made quite the stir online after sharing his reaction to the Oscars debacle, clarify that even if he doesn't continue acting, we haven't seen the last of him. Well, I'm going to continue to be in the world no matter what. And we have more of an effect on the world than we know. We don't have to be multi-hyphenates to affect the world. Well, you've got to do what works for you. Moving on, this week's season premiere of MTV's X on the Beach was full of drama. Renine Kareem, the woman who told Vanity Fair she had a romantic relationship with Hillsong pastor Carl Lentz back in 2020, told a fellow contestant on the show about the affair. After David Barda asked about Renine's ex, she revealed she dated the pastor for about half a year. David seemed pretty taken aback, unsurprisingly, since his own father was a minister for 20 years. Renine definitely has the shadiest ex story, you know? It made me pretty uncomfortable seeing that uh, my dad was a minister for 20 years. Hey, my dad's a minister. I just had an affair with one. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I, for one, am interested in what other tea Renine has to spill this season. All right, you guys, I can't wait any longer. It's time to talk about all things Grammys. Music's biggest night is almost here. That's right. This Sunday, April 3rd, is the Grammy Awards. After the show was pushed back earlier this year, I am ready to see my favorite recording artists perform their hearts out. Already announced to perform are current nominees BTS, Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish, Lil Nas X, and Jack Harlow. Oh, I love that song. Brandi Carlile and Brothers Osborne. The ceremony is going to be hosted by Trevor Noah. And side note, I can't wait to hear his monologue for this show after this past weekend. Will he or won't he? Most importantly, though, I am going to be in Las Vegas on the ground for Grammy weekend, co-hosting our red carpet live show. So, you know, I will be coming back to you on Monday with all of the scoop. And that said, let's break down some moments we can expect to see in the show and get some predictions from none other than our People West Coast senior editor, Melody Chu. Hey, Mel. Hi, Janine. I'm so excited to see you there. 
I know, I know. Well, first, let's talk about the Foo Fighters. They have been slated to play at the Grammys for a bit now. We hear there is a tribute to Taylor Hawkins, who passed away tragically on March 25th in Columbia after a show at the age of 50. Do you have any more insight on this? I think the band is trying to figure out, and the Grammys, everyone, it, it was so sudden, his death. I mean, we were all shocked. And what what's extra sad and bittersweet is that they're probably the front runner to win Best Rock Album. They've won many times before. They were the favorites again this year. So in addition to whatever tribute that I'm sure will be beautifully done, he was beloved in this industry. Um, they also could have this really heartbreaking moment on stage if they win. And we've seen the Grammys pivot on a dime. I mean, if we go back to, you know, before the pandemic, Kobe Bryant and all of that. So they 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 have a little more lead time to figure it out. I know it'll be beautiful. Now, last year there were some surprises. I mean, when isn't there at an award show these days? Am I right? Her took home Song of the Year and Billie Eilish took home Record of the Year. So do you have any more insight into this year? What are you thinking for Record of the Year and what are you thinking for Song of the Year? I think it's Olivia Rodrigo's year. She could take all four of the top awards. I mean, there's Record Song, Best New Artist, which I think she's totally, you know, the lock for. And then Album, that album was sitting at the top of the charts for weeks and weeks. And so not only, you know, did she get a bunch of critical acclaim, but it did very well, which does factor in um, into, I think, voting. And uh, we'll see. But you know what would be really sweet is if Tony Bennett took Album of the Year, I think would be the oldest uh, winner at 95, if, if I'm right. But yeah, I, I just think, you know, having him take this award would just be a really nice moment. But I, I don't know. I think Olivia's, it, it's her year. What was your, what was your 2021 just theme album going into 2022 now since the show is coming so late? Like, what was the album for you that was like, this, this is it, just personally? I feel like Lil Nas X's album was so good. It was good. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, anyone who has collaborated with him has blown up. I mean, you saw Jack Harlow, like really his career went to the next level. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a really fun group of nominations this year. Jimmy Allen, he's the only country artist to be nominated for Best New Artist. And he's been so open about, you know, really breaking down barriers in the country world as, as a as a Black musician. So I would love to see him win. But again, we know Olivia's going to take it. I am Team Silk Sonic. Oh, uh, I can't I really, wait to see really that open. Am. It's going to be a huge <laughs> yeah. year for them, right? They're yeah. doing this big party beforehand. I mean, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, like there is just going to be silk sexiness oozing off of that stage. So I think that's what I'm most looking forward to. Finally, I want to hear from you what you are looking forward to most from the night. Is it the fashion? Is it the style? Is it Trevor Noah? Or who you're most excited to see? I don't know, maybe because it's dragged on for so long, getting postponed, moving to Vegas. There's been a lot of drama, like Drake turned down his nominations. Kanye's performance was pulled, but now he we hear that he's likely going still for his nomination. So like, who knows what will happen there? And who will he bring as his date? There's a lot to look forward to, but obviously all the music, like you said, Silk Sonic, it, it, they're one of those groups where they sound even better in person than they do on their on their record. And I just am blown away. Yeah, every time I see them. Mel, thank you so much. And I can't wait to see you there. Yay. Thanks, Janine. 
And you guys, make sure to tune in on Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 p.m. Pacific to People.com to see Jeremy Parsons and myself catching up with everyone live on the red carpet. Coming up, we're getting into what happened when a fan slammed Will Smith at Chris Rock's latest stand-up show, plus discussing Oscars producer Will Packer's first-hand account of what happened behind the scenes that night. But first, it's Friday, and you know what that means. We've got some new music for you to add to your favorite playlists. Stay tuned for that after the break. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. And we are back. It's New Music Friday, and we have plenty of new music and news to go around. Miley Cyrus just released her first ever live album, Attention Miley Live, which features both some new and old songs, in addition to covers of some famous hits from Blondie, Dolly Parton, and Madonna. To get you ready for the weekend, though, and Grammys weekend at that, we've got three new songs you need to check out. The first two coming from a couple of previous Grammy winners. Let's start things off with Harry Styles' latest single, As it was. If you're loving that as much as I am, definitely check out the video as well. I mean, Harry in a red sequin jumpsuit, amazing. And he was on SiriusXM's The Morning Mashup earlier today, promoting the new single. And the Coachella headliner talked about how excited he is for this song and all of the new tracks on this upcoming album. This is kind of the proudest I've been of something that I've I've made so far. And, and I feel like um, kind of the most comfortable I've been with myself and happiest with what I'm making and the, and the best I've felt about something that I'm making, so. All I'll say is, if Harry's excited about this new album, then you know the rest of us are going to love it. Next up, we have Ella May's Leave You Alone, the third single off her upcoming album, Heart On My Sleeve. Honestly, what a mood, right? After listening to Not Another Love Song and DFMU, I'm stoked for this album to come out in May. All right, and our final song of the day is Where We Started by five-time Grammy nominee Thomas Rhett, featuring none other than Katy Perry. Love a romantic duet. I know I'm going to be hearing that song at some weddings this year because weddings are back and I can't wait to slow dance to it.
The slap heard round the world at the Oscars continues to be our biggest story this week. Last night, during Chris Rock's stand-up show in Boston, he shut down a fan who called out F. Will Smith responding with, no, 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 and all hecklers were swiftly removed from his show. This morning, Good Morning America aired an interview with Oscars producer Will Packer, who shared even more insight into what happened behind the scenes before and after the infamous moment. Yet and still, so much to get into here, and joining me now to do that is People's Senior Movies Editor Mia McNeese, who was in the room where it happened. Hey, Mia. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Well, before we dive into this interview, we have to acknowledge that Will Packer led the first all-Black production team for the Oscars. That's amazing. And and I'm sad that this was one of the many things that got overshadowed by Will Smith slapping Chris. So Will Packer shared that when Chris took the stage to present the award for Best Documentary Feature, he didn't think anything crazy would go down. Let's take a listen. I said, watch this. He's going to kill because I knew he had an amazing lineup of jokes that we had. We had him in the prompter and ultimately he did not get to one joke. He didn't tell one of the planned jokes. He was just immediately freestyling. But I tell you, if there's anybody that you don't worry about going out in front of a live audience and riffing off the cuff, it's Chris Rock. Nobody's better. He thought that it was a joke. He wasn't really sure what was happening. Like all of us in the room that night, everyone was in complete shock and not really sure, you know, what just happened? Was that a bit that they were doing? But then when he realized that it was no joke and saw, you know, how angry Will was, that's when things really changed. For sure. He said it was vitriol. I remember thinking, oh, no, 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 not like this, not like this. And he, he just talks about just the, the, the chaos in the midst of it. But, but he noted that Chris completely kept his cool. So, so let's talk about what happened when Chris got off stage. Here's what Will Packer said. I said, did he really hit you? And he looked at me and he goes, yeah. He goes, I just took a punch from Muhammad Ali, as only Chris can. He was immediately, you know, in, in joke mode, but you could tell that he was uh, very much still in shock. So many people are applauding how Chris handled it. Will Packer also said that the LAPD were there at the Dolby Theater ready to arrest Will Smith. So tell me what happened there and how Chris actually played a role in having Will Smith not be removed from the Dolby Theater. Yeah, I think through all of this, what has been, you know, been said is how Chris Rock kept his cool. Will Packer said that Chris was keeping his head while everyone was losing theirs. And one of the things that was brought up is that the LAPD spoke to both of them and asked Chris if he wanted to press charges. But he said no, and he actually didn't want Will to have to be removed from the Dolby Theater, saying he didn't want to make a bad situation worse. How does this play into the report we got yesterday saying that Will was asked to leave and he refused because we didn't get a lot of detail about how that portion of it played out. And 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 I feel like Will Packer kind of stopped short of those details, right? Definitely. Totally correct. We, you know, the Academy said they did ask Will to leave, but he refused. But, you know, anything more on that has not been said at this point. Got it. But there was that whole just behind the scenes trying to figure it out. And they, it did, did seem like they... They took Chris's lead with trying to just diffuse everything. Well, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about Jada. So there's a video going viral on the internet of her reaction to the slap. It's still from the back, I guess the backside profile. But what does this video show? What's being made of it online? 
The video shows Jada at some points is kind of smiling, nodding her head. But then when Chris Rock, you know, says the joke, she obviously, you know, is not smiling at that point. And that's when Will realized she was upset. I think like all of us, no one really knew what was happening and how to react. So her reaction also a little bit in shock and not sure what to do. Similar to Lupita, who was sitting there like they were like, wait, they almost thought it was a bit until he got back and he started yelling. But just watching the video, the, the mannerisms seemed like, wait, is, are we supposed to be laughing here? And I think what wasn't caught on camera, Ingenue Ellis came over to Jada and two women put their heads together to kind of take a moment and collect themselves. And, you know, yeah, Jada seemed a little bit in shock and, and not sure as well. And quickly, Mia, before I lose you, where, where do we see this going next? I mean, that is the big question, right? So on April 18th, the Academy has their next board meeting, and they said they're going to take disciplinary action, which could include suspension from the Academy for Will, but we will all have to wait and see what their final decision will be. Mia, this is just continuing to surprise and baffle and, and shock us all. We will continue to keep you guys all updated as more developments come out. And thank you, Mia, for stopping by to break this all down with me. Okay, it's the weekend, and you know I've got to send you out on a high note. And this one's super duper special. Take a listen to my recent interview with Beyonce. I don't know why it's, it's not playing. <laughs> oh, because that was my silly attempt at an April Fool's joke. <laughs> Did I get you? Well, this next news <laughs> was something that actually made me smile. Empire actress Taraji P. Henson recently revealed that President Biden appointed her to his HBCU Board of Advisors. This is extra wonderful for Taraji, who is actually an alum of Howard University, one of the country's most prominent historically Black colleges and universities. She shared the news by posting a throwback photo in a Howard University hat, writing in the caption, Since taking office, the President and Vice President Harris have invested $5.8 billion in HBCUs, and I look forward to working with them to continue efforts to support these important institutions. Now, in 2018, Henson founded the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation, named after her father. And the foundation gives scholarships to African-American students majoring in mental health-related fields, offers uh, mental health services to youth in urban schools, and actively works to lower the recidivism rates of African-American men and women. So President Biden also named NBA superstar and Phoenix Suns point guard and Olympic gold medalist Chris Paul to the advisory board. I'm so excited for them and, and just can't wait to see everything these two accomplish. Well, thank you all for listening during this crazy jam-packed week. And as a reminder, be sure to tune in to the People and Entertainment Weekly Red Carpet starting at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 p.m. Pacific on Sunday. You can catch me and Jeremy Parsons live streaming on people.com and at ew.com, or you can find the stream on our YouTube Twitter and Facebook pages. And I'll be back on Monday to talk about everything that happens at the Grammys between you and me. I'm hoping it's pure fun and a bit less eventful than last weekend. <laughs> I'll see you next week for more People Every Day. People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist, Tony Mantia, Madison Lesby, Rachel King, Matt Sav, Amy Machado, and the great team at Pod People. Edited by Morgan Foose and Carter Wogan. 
People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs, with help from Elisa Sessler and Fallon Harge. Executive produced by David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. Thank you.